Hello and welcome to this message from the room. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the I want to take you to Ephesians 7, uh, chapter 1, verse 17 through 23, and I want to get right into our, our message today because I've got some ground that I want to cover that I think is just so critical for us in this time and in this season that we're in. We're continuing our series, Fearless, because we believe that God has given us the strength to stand strong and firm in a time of adversity. Uh, our series text, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God's not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so I want to encourage you as we start this message today with this, that God is working in this season. I'll say it again. God is working in this season. Good things are coming from this season. So I want you to go and find the good. It's there to be found Go find the good. There is life to be had right now in this moment. And one thing that about God that is sure and that is unchanging and that has always been the case, that he is a life giver. Our God is a life giver. He, it's how we're first introduced to him in Genesis. It's how he ends our journey in Revelations as we stand before him. And in that final moment, he hands us life in its fullest form, life eternal. So from the beginning to the end and everywhere in between, you can see that our God is a life-giving God. In everything, in every season, in every trial, in every step of our journey, he is always offering life. He is a life giver this morning. And so everywhere he goes, life goes with him. Everywhere the river of God's presence flows, life abounds. And so we have the promise of God in John 7, 38, and that is that he who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There's that word again, rivers. Uh, and God has promised, I'll give you multiple streams of life flowing into your life. So there's life to be had, so go and have the life God is offering. And so today's message is a message of that. It's a message of life. And I want to preach to you for the next few minutes, the life God gives. Will you help me pray? Grab the hand of your family member there next to you. Grab, grab someone close to you, and let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are a life giver today, that God, you have come to give us life and to give it to us in abundance, Lord. And I pray that, Lord, right now, my prayer this morning has been this, that, God, I would not preach to you through a screen, to the people that are listening and watching through a screen. I would not preach to them through their TV. I would not preach to them through a device that they have. But, Lord, I would be seated at their couch. I would be seated at their dinner table right now, Lord, that I would be present, Lord Jesus, and you would be present in me, that I would be clothed in Christ Jesus this morning as I bring this message of life to the people wherever they are, all across this place, all across this region, all across this nation. God, we thank you that, Lord, you spend time and you spend distance, and, Lord, you make it real in the moment. And, Lord, I thank you for that. I pray that, God, you would just build an atmosphere right now of connectivity, that God, I would walk into the room 
in the presence and fullness of Jesus Christ and that, Lord, right now we would be connected at a heart level by the Spirit of the living God. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For our text today, I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 1, and I want to walk you through verses 17 through 23. Uh, and I want to encourage you as we leave this message later that you go back and you just kind of meditate on this passage. It is full of wisdom. It is full of meat. It is full of life. And, and there's so much here that I can't take the time to get into today. But in verse 17, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of him. God is revealing himself in this season. And so I want to encourage you to allow him to reveal himself in new and fresh ways to you and your family. It says in verse 18 that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. I think this is a season where hope is in maybe rare supply. That it's hard for us to grab hold of the hope. But I want to tell you that the key to hope is found in his calling. It is the substance. His calling, his purpose, his plan for you is the substance that gives hope meaning. It is what gives gravity to the hope of your life. And so when it is rooted in him, it is rooted in something that is substantial, that is lasting, that is unwavering, and is unchanging and cannot be stripped away by the circumstances that you face. Somebody ought to say amen to that. It goes on to say that what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in his saints, that it's found in you what God is hoping for, what God is looking for, what God is longing for. All of that resides in his people, his church. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. In other words, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is working in you if you believe in Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to note this, that this power that we're talking about is not just resurrection power, but it's also resurrection life. Not just resurrection power, but resurrection life. That is to say, in dead places, in dead seasons, in dead areas, in a dead economy, in dead anything, life is available through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. I can have something that the circumstances say is impossible for me to have. I can be sustained in a time where uh, sustaining provision is not readily had. I have a source that is greater than my circumstance, and that is found in Jesus Christ. And so this is a time for the church to seek after God in ways that they've never sought after him before. And then this is where it closes in verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And here's a good one. Every name that is named. It is above every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he, Jesus put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So today I want to take you three things, bring you three things to know about the life that God gives. There is life for you to be had today. The first thing is this, that life is happening now, not later. 
When is life happening? Life is happening right now, not later. When is the life God gives available to you? It's right now. There is God life to be found right now in the midst of this circumstance in this situation. John 6, 63 says this, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. If you want to find the life that God gives, I'm encouraging you to get into the Word better than you've ever gotten into the Word before. Dig into a Bible study. Pick up a book off the shelf. Start to read. Start to get those words of Christ Jesus in your spirit because they are spirit and they are life today. This is what I hear being said a lot. And I've said it too, so there's no condemnation uh, from me. And here it is. I'll be glad when things get back to normal. How many times have you said that? How many times have you heard someone say that? And, and I get it. I get what's being said because I want some routine back as well. All the moms at home teaching your kids, I feel for you when I, I know you want some routine back. Send those kids back to school. Summer started way too early. I want my money back. I get that. I want to be able to go do some things. Dear God, I want to go to a Mexican restaurant and eat for God's sake. I mean, I cannot wait for that day to come. It's been 21 days. It's getting tough. And so I get that, but I want to caution you in this regard, don't put your life, the life that God is offering you on hold because things are not what you are accustomed to them being right now. Don't get destination minded. People who live in the fullness of God, people who embody the fullness of God. You remember the latter part of uh, Ephesians 1, and 23, it says the church. It's talking about you. It's talking about me. It's talking about us, which is his body. It is, it is Jesus Christ in us. That is the fullness of him who fills all in all. And us that live in the fullness of God and embody the fullness of God, we have to learn how to live in the now and not only try to live in the later. Now is all you have. Now is all that you've been promised. And how much life is being missed now because we are looking at life later. Don't do that. Don't miss this moment. I want to be careful here not to minimize anyone's struggle or loss that you're facing right now or the challenges that you're facing because I know they're real. And I also, but I also want to bring hope to you in the middle of all of that. There is a lot of good to be had right now. There is a whole lot of God to be had right now. So don't miss the moment. Live in the moment. I feel like I need to be shouting this from the rooftops, uh, just to the top of my lungs, uh, that now is what you have, so live in the now and make now count. Make it count for you. Make it count for your family. Make it count for your household. Make it count for your eternity, for goodness sakes. I know we all miss aspects of the old life. I do as well. But please don't miss the current life, thinking about the old life. God is reestablishing priorities, and that is a good thing. Families are eating at the dinner table. Praise God for that. They're playing games. They're going on walks together. They're missing church. Praise God for that. I'm thankful that, that some of us are missing church. We need to treat the things of God as precious. The things that Christ died for are precious, and he died for his church. 
That's good. We've lost some things that now we're being given an opportunity to reclaim. So I'm asking you, I'm saying to you, let's reclaim them. Let's reclaim them. And so with this point, let me ask you a few questions that I think we need to do some serious pondering on. The first question is this. When everything returns to normal, what things will you not allow to return to normal? When everything returns to normal, what things will you not allow to return to normal? I want you to think about that. The second question I want you to think about is this. What are you going to say no to that you can't say yes to right now? What are you going to say no to when the time changes that you can't say yes to right now? Because I think there's probably some things that, that have been stripped away from us that need to stay stripped away from us. I think we should be thinking about that and making decisions about that right now. Some things need to change. And this is not an eye-opening season. This is an eyes-are-being-pried-open season. We are forced in a season of forced perspective. That's what's happening right now. And so I'm just asking you, I'm asking me, are we going to get it or not? Are we going to have to keep going through it to get it or not? There's an awakening that's taking place, and God is bringing us back home, centering us in the right priorities and the right perspective. Life is happening right now, not later. Don't miss the moment. So say this with me, right where you are. Life is happening now, not later. I refuse to miss what God has for me and my family. The second thing is this. Life, the life that God gives, is wrapped up in the person of Jesus. It's wrapped up in the person of Jesus. It's not separate from him. It cannot be found apart from him. It is wrapped up in the person of Jesus. John 10, 10 says, I have come, talking about Jesus, that you may have life and have it in abundance. April said this the other day. I can't get this out of my head. And she said this. She said, I feel like I'm actually living now. I think I've shared this uh, several times. Me too. I feel like we've been forced to slow down. I feel like we have been forced to rely on God more. We've been forced back home and back to centering on the right priorities. And those are the keys to life. That's real life. But you know what? Not everybody's doing that. Not everyone is responding to this situation with the perspective, and the, and the reason is simple. You can't respond with that kind of confident hope without it being wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. Remember the scripture that is the hope of his calling. It is rooted in Christ Jesus. If he's not at the center, if he's not in your center, you are foundering right now. I guarantee that's happening. And it's going to get worse, not better. If he is not at the core of your being, you're probably living in fear. You're living in confusion. Confusion. You're living unsure. You're living without confidence that only comes from him. It's only found in him. I'm not saying that all of us don't have moments of anxiety, moments of fear, moments of confusion. I'm just saying that when those moments come, we turn them over to him, and that's the difference maker for people's life. Life is wrapped up in Christ. I read to you John 10, 10, I've come that you may have life, that you may have it more abundantly. But do you know that there's a qualifying verse 
for access into the promise of John 10, and that is found in John 10, 9. So step back up one verse and look at this. It says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. He will go in and out and find pasture. Look at the words in this passage. If anyone enters by me. In other words, if you come through the person of Jesus Christ, you're going to be saved. Salvation, listen, is much broader than just rescuing your soul from hell. God is saving you every single day of your life and from every kinds of situation in your life. And so that salvation is something that we receive uh, every moment of every day and, and every situation it's brought to us. He goes on to say they will go in and go out. Look, into trial and out of trial, into blessing and out of blessing. God takes you in and God brings you out. He is the constant through all the changes. That's why we've got to be wrapped up in him because I need some constancy in my life. That only comes from Christ. It says then they will find pasture. Pasture isn't about your needs being met only. It's not about you being comfortable. It's about you finding security and sustenance in the shepherd. But the most important phrase is the first phrase when he says, I am the door. Life is accessed through Jesus and Jesus alone. You'll not find it by prioritizing anything or anyone else. Did you hear me? I said you'll not find life by prioritizing anything or anyone else except Jesus. It is found in prioritizing your relationship with Jesus. In Him we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. Out of Him, here's what we get. We struggle. We're stuck. We have lost ourselves outside of Christ Jesus. John eleven twenty five 25 says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Though he may die, he shall live. I'm telling you today, that you can't have the one without the other. That death always precedes the life God gives. Life ends at the cross and begins at the tomb. Resurrection always follows crucifixion. Everyone wants to live, but nobody wants to die. And I'm speaking in a spiritual sense here when I say to you, you want spiritual life but refuse to die to yourself. There is no spiritual life, the life God gives, without first a death of the flesh. Think about the tomb. Think about what the tomb represents. It represents old life. It represents old things. It represents uh, limitation. It, lim it represents uh, being stuck in a pattern and in a place that you can't get beyond. But here Jesus comes out of the grave and through that he brings us out of that tomb as well and we're only brought out of the tomb through Jesus Christ there is no day of walking from a tomb until you've been placed in one Philippians 121 says for me to live is to Christ and to die is gain I want resurrection power I want the resurrection and the life that Jesus promises listen the way of resurrection is by way of the cross and we have this hope today that the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross is proof that God takes bad things and makes them good again. It's proof that if God starts with a negative, he will most definitely always end on a positive. You see, the life you want, 
the life that God gives is always wrapped up in the person of Jesus and it cannot be found apart from him. Get wrapped up in Christ and you'll find yourself wrapped up in the very life you want to be wrapped up in. So say this with me today. I'm wrapping my life in Jesus Christ. I'm clothing myself in Jesus Christ. I'm pursuing him above all else. You find him, you find everything else. You find him, you find provision, you find healing, you find sustenance, you find stability, you find security, you find it all in Jesus Christ. Lastly, life is where you allow it, not what you make it. Life is where you allow it, not what you make it. You heard it said a million times, life's what you make it. But the life God gives is where you allow life of God to flow. What is the promise of God in Matthew 16, 18? He says, I say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Notice a couple things here. There's some key pronouns in this scripture. He says, I, speaking of Jesus, he's talking, I will build my church. I'm building, I own it, and I'm going to take care of it. He says to Peter, you're you, that's good, I'm glad for you. I'll work with that, all of that, in its beauty and its ugliness. I'm going to work through it all, but I want you to understand something. I'm the one that's going to build my church. I'm going to build my people. You're his church, and God will build you, but the key is allowing him to do his work in your life. Life is in what you allow him to do and where you allow him to go in you. Romans 8.1 says there is therefore no now no condemnation to those who are what in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but walk according to the spirit for the law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death everywhere you allow God to go is where you allow life to flow let me say that again everywhere you allow God to go is where you allow life to flow and so I want you to listen and I want you to listen good here spiritual in nature produces life in effect if I am spiritual and I am connected to Jesus life happens as a byproduct it is the effect of a spiritual life real life the life God gives only come from his life living in and through us when heavenly order and heavenly principles are established that is the right law the law of spirit and life the result is always the life that I'm seeking only spiritual men and women have any place or right or authority, or knowledge, or liberty to touch and receive the things of the kingdom of heaven. Without Christ in you and operating through you, you have no access, and God can't build and won't build what is not His. But His promise is that He will build His church. When we violate His principles, we exclude ourselves from the very life we say we want. And God's economy is only accessed through the door of his heavenly principles. When we acknowledge and obey his principles, we grant access for his life to flow into our lives. So I want to take us back where we started in John 7, 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Every place you believe and act on the word of God, and the principles of Christ is a place where a new river can flow, bringing life 
giving water into your life. So say this with me. I am living on the principles of God's Word. The law of spirit and life is operating in me. The life God gives is this. That life is happening right now, not later. So live it. So live it. Live in this moment. Life that is wrapped up in Jesus Christ is the life that God gives. So seek it. Go and find it. Go dig into the Word. Dig into a study. Dig into... uh, There's so much opportunity for us to grow closer to Him. And lastly, life is where you allow it. So just receive it. Give God space. I want to encourage you to gather your family right now again, and I want to pray with you. And first, I just want to challenge you with every head bowed, every eye closed, as you just kind of get into a place here with God, wherever you are. Listen, if you don't know Christ, please, please know Him. Please receive Him. Please accept Him as your Lord and Savior, because He is very much standing at the door of your house, and He's knocking. And He's asking you if you will go and open the door and let Him come into your household. What a beautiful image right now in the context in which we're living. That God wants to sit at your table with you. And as you, He sits at your table, you're also sitting at His. So receive Him as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray over these families today, over your family. And ask God to reestablish priorities in your home and center us again in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for the families that are tuned in today. Lord, for moms and dads and kids, Lord, that, that are there gathered together, Lord, for maybe the, the, the gentleman who's, who's in a house all by himself, Lord, he's not there alone, you're there with him. For the lady that's home uh, by herself or she's just there with her kids, I, I thank you, God, that you're there. You're filling in the gaps of our lives, Lord, and you are bringing us together in a way that, Lord, only you can do. Lord, I pray for the person that's at home right now listening and they're saying, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I don't know Him as Lord. I have allowed my priorities to be misplaced and I have stepped away from Him and I want to come home to Him. The door is open for you to walk back home to Jesus. Just simply call on His name and receive Him as Lord and He will come in. Father, we thank You for salvation that's happening right now. Lord, I pray for priorities to be recentered on You. I pray for families to center their homes and households around you. That, God, we're making you a priority. You're the center of our lives. Not just a part, but center of our lives, God. That we are orbiting around the person of Jesus Christ. We're getting wrapped up in you, Lord. We are living our best life right now, God. And we are very much allowing you to work in and through us, Lord, in this season. God, give us hope. Give us faith. Give us courage. Make us fearless, Lord, in your presence. Lord, we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We would love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 945 for Sunday school and at 1030 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. These cursed memories. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself. 
show 